0: Welcome to the New Books Network. This is the Nordic Asia Podcast. Welcome to Nordic Asia Podcast, a collaboration sharing expertise on Asia across the Nordic region. My name is Julie Yuen Chen, Professor of Chinese Studies at University of Helsinki, Finland. Join me today to talk about sauna culture in East Asia is Edu Andi Hartikainen, a research student at Hokkaido University in Japan, who is embarking on his PhD to continue his research on sauna culture in East Asia. Actually, Edu Andi was formerly a student at the University of Helsinki specializing in Asian studies. His former master's thesis was related to sauna culture in Japan, and he has also work experience in this industry. So I think he's the best person to come to our Nordic Asia podcast to share with us his views on the sauna culture in Japan. Apparently, sauna is originated from Northern Europe. And even in Finland, I think a lot of households has their own sauna. So it is a bit curious and intriguing why sauna would be popular. Or this is actually a question mark. Is it popular in some part of Asia? Hey to Auntie, welcome to Nordic Asia podcast. Can you briefly introduce yourself? What are you doing in Japan now?
1: Thank you so much, and I'm really glad to be uh, able to participate uh, in this podcast. My name is Edwan Tihartikainen, and I did both my bachelor's and master's degrees Asian Studies at the University of Helsinki, Finland, and currently I'm here in Sapporo uh, doing tourism studies at Hokkaido University. Yeah, <laughs> as you said, my status currently is this Genki USA research student, so I'm hoping to officially join the PhD program starting next spring. And also simultaneously, I am working as an export manager for a Finnish sauna export company. So I also get the practical side of doing sales and marketing of saunas, as well as going through the whole of these export processes to both Europe and East Asia.
0: Do you think people in East Asia are interested in sauna?
1: Yes, I definitely think there is a strong interest uh, in sonas, and especially uh, talking about Japan, since that is the uh, context that I am most familiar with. There has been a huge sauna boom in Japan in the 2010s, and I think it even got more intense. During the coronavirus pandemic, there were a lot of like new sauna facilities constructed and there was a demand for these type of, for example, outdoor saunas that you can uh, go to, like head away from the bustle of cities and go have your kind of own time of peace and relaxation in the middle of uh, nature. And then these kind of private rental saunas that you can, for example, rent with like a really small group of friends even though there's like all kinds of uh, social distancing going on so i feel like there's been like several new sauna facilities that have been popping up all across japan and it's not just these new facilities but also saunas being incorporated into older bathing infrastructure for example these sento public bath facilities that you can find in several neighborhoods across japan and then also these different kinds of hot spring resorts that want to integrate saunas in their facilities. And I think also, like, especially looking at my like work side, I think there's been a lot of interest, China as well, regarding saunas. And especially there seems to be a lot of demand for finished wood and wood products. I think the quality of finished wood is seen as like really good over over there so people are willing to uh pay a lot in for order to get these uh, finished imports and with this i'm especially talking about this kind of more high-end project uh, for example luxury hotels elegant club rooms and these different kinds of well-equipped gyms that want to have kind of saunas as part of their experience So I think this all has to do with this kind of changing perception that saunas can be consumed as part of this kind of healthy and uh, wellness kind of lifestyle and can be integrated into like one's own lifestyle.
0: Among East Asian countries, which country is most into sauna?
1: You might already guess this from what I just told you, but I would definitely have to say Japan because sauna business has been very established in the country. I think it already began somewhere in the 1950s and 1960s. And there was the first sauna boom already in the 1960s, which was mostly triggered by the Tokyo 1964 uh, Summer Olympics. And I think since then, there have been constantly these new actors coming in, uh, different kinds of organizations and businesses, especially in recent years. There have been a lot of like notable investments have been made in Japan regarding saunas and Japan has been identified as this uh, growth opportunity, this kind of business. So I really think that if these major solar manufacturing companies have not been looking at Japan before, I think they definitely are looking in the direction of Japan now to see kind of where the situation developed, like whether this is just a more short-lived boom or something that's actually more kind of sustainable and long-lasting. When I'm traveling around in Japan, like like I find saunas in even the uh, most remote locations away from bigger cities. This has also been enabled by these different kinds of mobile saunas that have been are very popular in japan for example kind of sauna huts that you can you put like wheels under them so it's basically you can tow the sauna behind you with a car and take it with you for example to a camping site else elsewhere in the country and also these kind of tent saunas that you can pack up in a really compact space and then set up really quickly elsewhere so i think there's this also aside from wellness and health There's this strong association of saunas with a kind of more adventurous outdoor culture. But I think this is, so far, this this has been a phenomenon in Japan. But I hope this kind of outdoor culture with saunas could spread maybe somewhere else. I mean, neighboring countries as well in the future and also one aspect that i really find interesting in japan is also these sauna products and goods that they're selling of course we also in finland we sell these kind of for example sauna hats and towels and they have become also kind of a global phenomena you can find them in different countries as well but in japan it's they've kind of taken these commercialization and kind of productization a bit further in that you can find a lot of for example sauna hats with different cute and like beautiful unique designs and they might have this kind of logos and slogans of different sauna facilities in them so i think in a way you could talk about this process of localization that it's first like a global a global sauna products being kind of custom tailored to the japanese market to feed these and demands of customers so i think there's a lot of different kinds of processes going on in japan right now
0: i'm just curious because you mentioned japanese and chinese are uh, using sauna how about the koreans
1: they actually have a really strong tradition of sauna culture they have their like jim jilbang this kind of traditional kiln saunas that they like to go to but like our company does not have business in korea at least yet (laughs)
0: Okay, and also I'm curious about this uh, movable sauna. Are they from Finland yes. or the Japan? Okay, they are from Finland. Interesting. <laughs>
1: actually both i think a lot of the um these kind of movable saunas they are brought uh, as imports from finland but i think there has recently been a lot of interest in making these uh kind of domestic products as well and i know that there are some domestic products made in japan but i think it's still kind of a process that uh, because somehow if you buy the import from finland there's this certain promise of like quality and you know like what you're getting but it's still like unclear like what kind of uh, like domestic product And there are and what what they can offer you in a way. So I think there are like both options are available at the moment. But I think the situation is developing a lot all the time.
0: You know, in Finland I have not tried movable sauna. So I'm wondering is movable sauna more popular in, in Japan than in Finland?
1: I think so definitely I think there has been a like surge in popularity Finland as well recently I've seen this kind of uh, different kind of projects centering on these movable zones and people like this more social type of sauna going they want to be like spontaneous and uh, set up saunas in some sometimes maybe even like surprising environments the middle of the city or maybe somewhere a bit further from the city in a natural environment but I think Japan has kind of really reached uh, new heights with this, and it's really, really popular in Japan currently.
0: Another relevant question is the Japanese and the Koreans, they all have their own hot spring bathing culture. So don't they have something similar already? And why do, do they want to look for something from Northern Europe?
1: yes they definitely have like their own hot spring bathing culture to begin with even more than that like i I mentioned previously like the koreans have their own this traditional kiln culture but also in japan actually the word uro which you use to refer to this kind of deep water baths was originally used to refer to this kind of steam baths where you envelop like yourself in steam and i guess it's technically a bit Different from saunas, since the idea is that there's this kind of boiling water where you get the steam and that is directed towards the room instead of in saunas where it's like uh, rocks or a specific stove that, that you use to generate the heat but but it still like uh, demonstrates that there's this kind of consciousness among East Asian people they're familiar with this type of bathing like bathing in steam so it's not entirely like unfamiliar to them like like some people might think that like okay East Asian people they go to like hot springs and they might not know much about like, like saunas or like how, how to go into a sauna but I think like some of the traditions speak that there's a lot of actually familiarity with this type of steam baiting i think it's really interesting like also talking about like hot springs in the contemporary era because as i said before like saunas have been incorporated into a lot of these hot spring facilities or like uh, hot spring resorts so whether you're going to this hot spring resort for the hot spring or if you like to go to the sauna you kind of get both in the same experience and I think this speaks a lot about the kind of changing role of bathing since everyone nowadays has these like private bathrooms at home. So it's not purely just about like this hygiene and cleaning yourself, but the entertainment aspect has been getting stronger. So I think a lot of bathing facilities, they're looking to incorporate these all kind of novel and new forms of bathing in their facilities. And I think like this sauna is seen as It's a bit different, especially like the Finnish style of sauna going. So people are looking to kind of incorporate this kind of interesting uh, new experience that people are demanding to have in their own businesses.
0: Are you aware of any difference or major difference between the sauna culture in Japan and the one in Finland or other Nordic countries?
1: Yes, there are a lot of differences. First of all, they have like some of their uh, domestic elements here in Japan, which I have not seen uh, anywhere else. And I think one of the most significant ones is the concept of Totono, which could be defined as a kind of sauna trance. And it is based on the idea that there is this kind of cycle in sauna going, where you first go into the sauna to kind of heat yourself up. And then after that, you enter the cold pool, the mizuburo, where you kind of cool down yourself. And then after that, you relax, uh, preferably in a separate outdoor space reserved for that. But sometimes this relaxation space might be kind of reserved uh, indoors. And then this sauna cold pool and relaxation kind of form this one set in this process of hot and cold alternation. And the idea is kind of that you do several of these sets in tandem to kind of reach this state where like due to kind of changing blood pressure, you kind of start to feel this feeling of kind of euphoria or you kind of get a certain kind of high, kind of achieve this state of of a sonar trance. And I think a lot of young people, especially, have been interested in that and kind of become sauna enthusiasts because they're like uh, seeking for this experience. And this cold pool, like the Mizuburo, I think is something really unique to Japanese sauna culture. Since, for example, in Finland, we are also familiar with this kind of cold plunge. We make a hole in the frozen lake during winter and then we dive in it. But this, this cold pool is a bit different in that it's usually like set aside the sauna space, like next to the sauna room. So there's like quick access. From the sauna to the cold pool, so I think it's uh, something that I haven't seen uh, anywhere else. And almost all of the Japanese saunas, they are sure to kind of incorporate this Mizuburo cold pool in their facilities. And then talking about uh, different elements from, for example, Finland and other countries. Many like the uh, Finnish style of sauna going because it's considered to be kind of relatively mild, somewhat around 80 degrees Celsius, which is a temperature that allows you to uh, stay in the sauna for a longer period of time and maybe to kind of socialize if you have the uh, opportunity and then the atmosphere is a bit more wet compared to maybe other types of saunas because you're kind of actively casting water uh, on the stove to generate uh, this steam that then spreads uh, around the sauna room. But I think it's also interesting how in Japan like some of these Finnish style saunas are made uh, on Japanese soil but then this kind of agency of casting water on the stove yourself has not really spread around that much yet because there are a lot of like precautions and worries about if people actually got to kind of regulate the amount of steam in the sauna room themselves they might for example get hurt if they don't know the customs so there's a worry of like getting a burn or like injuring yourself when you're kind of interacting with the stove so for a long time facilities they either um automatized these uh, casting water on the stove or they had this specific sauna staff who came inside the kind of sauna room to do this but like currently there's been a more of like a demand for this own agency people want to be able to do more themselves and that is why a lot of facilities have started allowing this kind of people casting the water <laughs> on the stove themselves so it's interesting to see like how this develops also in the upcoming years and what kind of elements kind of japanese want to take from finnish sauna culture and what they do not want to, on the other hand. And then also one uh, big country uh, where the Japanese get inspiration, I think, is Germany, because the Germans have their own sauna tradition of this Aufguss, where the idea is that there is this sauna master who comes inside the sauna room and they have this towel where they've infused aroma like uh, essential oils. And then they swing this towel around uh, in the sauna room to kind of spread this aroma and uh, heat waves around the sauna room and the Japanese have really like integrated this tradition in their sauna going and they have their own institution that provides kind of licenses for practitioners to practice this aufguss in saunas and they have also created their own kind of domestic form which is known as neppa uh, which directly translates to a heat wave and i think it's really close to aufguss in that there's a person who comes inside the sauna room and they swing the towel around in the sauna, but then there is a certain kind of more performative element in that the they play these these certain characters. So while they're swinging the towel around, it's all about also the kind of entertainment and keeping the customers inside the uh, sauna entertained. It kind of resembles maybe kind of a stage play or theater as well. So that was a really interesting experience for me, experiencing that social activity (laughs) for the first time in a Japanese sauna. But yeah, like just to sum up, I would say that like Japanese sauna going, they have like some domestic elements, but then they also take in these uh, different elements from different sauna culture, but still also interpreting them in different ways so that they form something that is, I think, distinct to Japanese sauna culture.
0: Now you bring in Germany, one question I need to know, because I think in Germany, if you're in the public sauna, very often uh, you're naked and male and females are mixed. While in Finland, in public sauna, usually you have to wear swimming suits and the male and female can mix. How about in Japan?
1: Yes, I think a lot of the places are still like gender segregated. So they have like male and female sections. Actually, like traditionally, they have also had these kind of male only facilities that are only catered towards men. It has been like, traditionally this kind of business, like kind of oriented towards these businessmen who want to be able to like relax, enjoy themselves after a busy day of work. So it might only be, they might allow access only for men. And like some of the facilities have like, this heritage can be seen like in the contemporary facilities as well, so that they're only uh, oriented towards men. But then we have these like gender segregated ones, and also uh, these different kinds of like outdoor saunas. Uh, for example and like private rental saunas they allow kind of like mixing the genders but it's usually you wear swimsuits but then you can go together with a group and enjoy the sauna atmosphere together regardless of gender and then also in really recent years for example in these male-only facilities they've started to hold these kind of ladies day events that they open the male-only facilities for women on a specific day it might usually be like once per month within a certain time period that they of open the male facilities like exclusively to be used by women during that time and there also have been like some developments of creating these women-only facilities where only only women can enter
0: I notice in Asia, sometimes they don't really allow children to participate. out about Japan?
1: There are some worries because I've been asked this question a lot of time that people don't really want to bring their children into saunas because it's seen as kind of a health hazard. They usually try to ask me for advice, like, what is the age like when I can bring my children into sauna? Like, I want to get them like acquainted with saunas because like usually the parents themselves like to go to the sauna very much and they want to introduce their children to the custom it's like really difficult for me to answer because I think I've been going to sauna all my life and like kind of my parents have guided me on the ways of how to do it since I was really young so it's really hard to kind of give an estimate of where, when so starting what age and like how many minutes you should, you can be able to like your child uh, in a sauna space. But I think there's definitely like a consciousness that saunas are possibly very dangerous and that maybe children shouldn't be allowed to use them.
0: I think in Finland you put your baby into the sauna already.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs>
0: yeah, very so, interesting. I think it's
1: more about the yeah, it's more about the kind of feeling. I think in Finland, kind of trying out sauna maybe little by little for the first time, and then maybe when you get a little bit older, just like taking you in the sauna for like longer period of time. And it's all about the kind of I think listening to your body, and like when it gets too hot, then you know immediately to get out and cool down. <laughs>
0: Well, my next question, and perhaps the last question, is related to your research. What have you found in your master's thesis? Are you continuing the same kind of research at Hokkaido University?
1: Yes, I'm actually like doing a different kind of research at at Hokkaido University, but kind of expanding uh, from my master's thesis, since in my master's thesis, I looked at this kind of social distinction uh, of sauna enthusiasts, and in seeing how they make distinctions to non-enthusiasts, but also these distinctions and differentiations between uh, each other. And I interviewed 67 sauna enthusiasts all across Japan, some online and some I got to do uh, locally after the coronavirus restrictions loosened up a bit in between January and March, 2023 and I kind of looked at the, the ways of distinction like for example how they may, uh, may differentiated themselves to non-enthusiasts, they had like uh, these different types of like base of values and norms that they used to differentiate themselves to non-enthusiasts for example uh, in how they kind of thought that they can like manage their bodily and mental health aspects better by going to the sauna and being able to refresh themselves after a busy working week, being able to find this kind of certain strength for next week and be prepared for next week's challenges Mm -hmm. and then also there's a lot of like a shared consensus about how travel was kind of expected and required for sauna culture uh, participation because people don't really have saunas their own private bathrooms at homes and then also even though there were like these different kinds of coronavirus restrictions people managed to kind of stay connected on various platforms for example the digital environment like social media but like what was really interesting was how people made uh like sonar enthusiasts made distinctions to each other in how they tested the kind of like social boundaries for example it was really different in like for example people in this central public bathing facilities in neighborhoods they had like these frequent patrons who had been coming to the same facility for several decades they had this sort of kind of like prestige and like maybe kind of higher hierarchical position in the facility and like some maybe commerce and people who not, do not come to the sauna as often had maybe difficulties like challenging uh, this position and their kind of cultural capital that they have but i also found out that people there also maybe this was maybe even more popular with younger sauna enthusiasts, that people like to go travel around Japan, experiencing the unique features of uh, different saunas, and then disseminating this information in social media and kind of in this way, kind of bringing in this information and their prestige that, that they're like a really experienced sauna enthusiasts. And I also found I like some differences regarding money and time, of course, restrict the possibilities to do uh, this kind of sauna going, and therefore your sauna experience might be really different from others because of that and also uh for example your gender affected this centrally as well because i mentioned that there are for example these male-only facilities so for some women living in certain areas with only these male-only facilities might be really difficult to find a sauna to go to if all all the places around you are male-only facilities so it might affect this distinction and your kind of personal sauna experience a lot but i found out basically that there were a lot of these um Delineations between uh, age, gender, and social class. And they had a lot, a lot to do with kind of the different kind of core categories or themes that I found.
0: Just curious, you know, during the COVID time, if people went to sauna, do they have to wear masks?
1: Yes, actually, uh, this is a good question, because the one thing that they did is that you didn't like necessarily have to wear a mask, but you kind of were permitted from talking inside the sauna room. And this was kind of supposed to be a way of preventing like the spread of the coronavirus. So this is one reason why this kind of idea of a silent and meditative atmosphere has been kind of accepted as this social norm in Japanese saunas, especially in bigger cities because people want to kind of avoid the spread of the coronavirus. So the solution was that people should not open their mouths to talk so we could keep these public sauna facilities open. But I've seen uh, some people wearing this kind of custom sauna masks that you can use also uh, inside a sauna and in a wet environment.
0: And about your future research at Hokkaido University, can you briefly uh, tell us
1: What I really want to do in my PhD research is to kind of expand on these topics, this kind of social nature of sauna going that I discussed. I want to look at especially this phenomenon of satabi or saunatabi, which is this sauna-centered tourism in Japan. So basically you take like saunas as your primary objective for your travel and it kind of changes the a lot of different kind of priorities and motivations that you have in mind when doing this kind of trip because it's really centered around the like different sauna locations so what I want to do in my PhD I would like to look at the social uh, green and digital skills that are utilized in these different uh, sauna building projects for example in my MA thesis I found out that there are a lot of these different kind of needs wants uh, and desires regarding sauna going and how saunas should be utilized as a, a place for enjoyment. So I want to see how the Sona entrepreneurs kind of utilize these social skills and negotiate between these different kind of objectives and needs to kind of create this Sona environment, digital environment regarding saunas. really strong in Japan. And there's actually an online database Kind of elaborating on the different saunas around Japan, and the database contains now even more than twelve thousand saunas, which you can search for according to like different criteria in the system, and then also different kinds of social media are utilized really uh, effectively to kind of promote these saunas and do this kind of like sauna-related marketing.
0: You have been listening to the North Asia podcast with me, Julie Yuan Chen at the University of Helsinki, Finland, and to Andi Hartikainen at Hokkaido University in Japan. You have been listening to the Nordic Asia Podcast.